Are you a fan of horror movies? Necronomicon Ex Mortis. The Book of the Dead. What about cult classics? Your move, creep. If you are, you'll love shocking things. Please search for us on all the major podcasting platforms. To see our social media and a direct link to our podcast, just go to anchor.fm slash shocking things. going on we are back on pwz podcast we are back pushing out more content on a different day and rick can tell you the fans are growing the fans are enjoying the content we have grown so much in the last week since our last episode so i just want to say um i put it up on the youtube channel that once we hit a thousand subscribers which hopefully will be soon there is going to be a giveaway we're going to be giving away a shirt and I am going to throw some extra stuff in there. So if you listen to us, you're not subscribed, please subscribe, like, share, and tell all your friends because we are going to be having a big contest. I'm going to be giving away a whole prize pack, including an official PWZ shirt. So get on that. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, big weekend for professional wrestling. AEW is on Friday, Saturday. Going to be talking about SmackDown. Going to be talking about Raw. But first, we, um, we attended a, well, I attended a very good indie show on uh, Saturday, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling's Elm City Showdown, in which uh, Marcel is a big part of. So um, I really enjoyed the show. You know, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was was a little bit um, different, but I guess you guys are going to be, well, there's a lot of new faces, you know, that's not a bad thing. And uh, I guess you guys are going to be releasing the video uh, somewhat soon. Yeah, soon we go release the full event. Um, the event was the setup for the next big event, which is Tight One and None Round Three on November thirteenth at the JCC once again. Um, tickets will be available this time at the door. It won't be online. You got to be at the door before bell time. Get your tickets. Thirty dollars for front row, twenty dollars for general admission. But this is the biggest show after Diesel Mania. Which was almost a month ago, but uh, LMC Showdown was a, a show. You had a. Uh, you want to go down a quick rundown or what? I have the we results in front of me. I, I actually, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the opening match was, uh, and I was very happy to see one of these gentlemen in this match return to Paradise Alley. It was Zafar um, teaming up with Adrian Santos. That's the gentleman I like uh, a lot, and I'm glad to see him return. Teaming up with um, Booker T's prize student, or whatever he calls himself, <laughs> Cody, Cody Perrin, uh, taking on Bull Lou Perrin. Jacobs, Bull Dread, Bull Dread, and John Steele, excuse me. And uh, Lou Dread and Steele took the victory. I can tell you what, one of the things I noticed in this event, there's a lot of new in the show, people showing up yes. with new gear. New, you know, there's a lot of new gear involved in this program. Didn't quite uh, take on some of these young guys, so yeah, man. It's just uh, Paradise Alley taking an, another turn, trying to bring in new fresh talent. 
and you know some new and some old and some of the current and just uh mix them all up and just see what comes out of the uh out as a diamond you know as we go along with this whole show we have a uh, a few more new talents that decided to make their debuts and returns yeah Andy Bivens uh, defeated Sunset Steven Garcia. This was another great match. Uh, I thought Sunset Steve was really good uh, in this. And Bivens, right? That's how you pronounce it. I've seen him before. And I think he's uh, quite the talented young man. Yeah, Andy Bivens made his return back. Uh, it's been like almost two years since he been hasn't been in PAPW. He faced Steven Garcia, which is a young rookie that's... Uh, Continuing to make the the uh, runs around the territories of uh, the Northeast, uh, he has got a bright future. Him as well, and he's growing and getting better and better with uh, every match. You know, um, yes, that, that, that he has. He's a very talented young man. Uh, <clears throat> then the Flash came out for his little celebration, and he said he was <laughs> basically willing to take on anybody. And then. Uh, what did we hear over the radio? Def Leppard appear over the loudspeaker, and then who comes out? But Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling owner Mario Mancini. Yes. And he attacks Flash Waller and says, Nobody said I was done wrestling. And now, uh, for the next event, Type 1 to None, it's going to be Mario challenging um, Flash for the Alley Fights Championship. Uh, this one, I got to tell you, and I was telling you before off here that. I actually did pop for this one when I heard Mario's yes. music because I said I cannot wait to see this. I hope that he's going to challenge him. So a dream come true for me. I am a Mario Mancini fan, actually. So <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things that I even told this when I interviewed him that when I was a kid and I'd watch him on TV, I always thought it was the coolest thing when they would announce him from Milford, Connecticut, because that was only yes. 20 minutes from me. 20 minutes for me so i always was like that's so awesome and every time i went to milford i was like i wonder if i'll run into mario mancini <laughs> i was a young kid i was a young kid you know <laughs> hey now you run into him now he's, he's around the area now yeah i see him every, like at least twice a month now <laughs> so <laughs> on top of that karen bam bam defeated uh what did he pronounce it marius dawkins is that correct marius dawkins yes yep I Ring Honor, some... uh, one of Ring Honor uh, yep. performers. Yep. And then uh, Shea Cash, and uh, he crushed Ryan Mooney. I really thought that kid was about to break his neck on one of the maneuvers, the young kid. I know you're talking about. Yeah. He, he went yeah. for a backdrop, and his, he went legs first into the ropes, and um, he the way he bounced off the ropes like after because his feet hit it, I was like... Uh, I cringed thinking that he might have landed on his neck, like the the, the back. Yes. So I'm glad to see after the show that he uh, was up and walking around. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I checked on him after the event. I was like, "Dude, you all right?" And he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Cause I covered it." He was like, "I was good." I was like, "All right." I just want to make sure, dude, because that was a nasty fall, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he. Uh, I'm glad he made out safe. Yeah. Also, another friendly gentleman. As well, he was very friendly after the show. I got a chance yes. to talk a little bit. Um, in the four way, uh, for the Paradise Alley Tag Team Championship, the Haven successfully defended against the Hispanic Mechanics, uh, was at the Hoods and Seek and Destroy. And afterwards, uh, 
Team Espana, uh, Hispanic Mechanics, went to go celebrate with the Haven, but they turned on him. Yes, they did. I thought that was a pretty hey. decent match. Yeah. Hey, I guess I guess uh, Hispanic Mechanics are tired of uh, losing. Yeah. They've been doing a lot of work in Paradise Alley elsewhere as well, but they've been kind of uh, yes. putting in a lot of good work for Paradise Alley, I think. You know, they face a house of pain a couple times and come up short. So, yeah, I guess they were a little fresh. That's who changed, I guess, from them. Absolutely. There was a very good bull rope match. Lucas Chase defeated Bloodsaw. This match was a little bit brutal. I really, yes. really enjoyed this match a lot. Uh, I got to tell you. I am glad Lucas Chase won. So, um, <laughs> damn, <laughs> the truth comes out. Okay, hey, I told you, and I think I've said this on this podcast before with you that he's doing a good thing. He is the cure for professional wrestling. He's out to hey, cure. Hey, so, listen, if you don't cure me, I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> and in the main event, we had. Uh, Matias, the PAPW uh, heavyweight champion, defending against Intercontinental champion Kylon King, and Kylon King came up short for this one, and uh, Matias retained. This was a pretty brutal match at times. Uh, it really, there was times where it was uh, just you did not. I honestly did not know what was going to happen in this match. I wouldn't have been surprised if Kylon King uh, actually took the title. Yeah, absolutely. It was a back and forth match. Few times I thought Kylon King was gonna take it, and uh, Matias ended up pulling out once again, like from Dieselmania Five and from the Rumble, as he continues to be the PAPW champion. Yeah. So um, let me ask you, because well, shoot, I didn't get to see it after the. Sh- I mean, I, I got to see it briefly after the show, but I know you also had a busy weekend, and we always start the episode off with talking about the world of Marcel Williams, like, what's going on in your world uh, wrestling-wise? Uh, not going on. I wasn't, I was almost wasn't scheduled for LMC Showdown until I heard a rumor that Vlad was going to show up. Right. So, uh, you know, I heard Vlad was going to show up, I popped up, and uh, made a challenge. Next month, November 13th, me and Vlad finally in a last man standing match. So that's that's uh, a lucky accepted. So that's what's going down. But uh, since we talking about type one to none round three, because I don't want to give Vlad any TV time. So we're going to talk about some uh, PAPW news that I just found out. I'll make the first announcement here on the podcast. Uh, PWZ podcast and uh, maybe the news come out later on but it's going to be a major announcement for the tag team championships it's going to be right. the Haven versus RJ Rude and Zane Bernardo and Zane Lee Rude wow that's going to be a big that's a big match for the Haven yes you know, first um, time ever yeah, and Zane Lee Rude have been getting uh, their name out there. They've been around all over the place in the Northeast. So, yeah, that's going to be a great match. Wow. Very good. I I, I want I did want to mention about Vlad. I'm sorry. I know you just said you didn't want to give him any TV time, but he interrupted. <laughs> he interrupted the interview with Caesar and CC, and then um, he ended up attacking Caesar. Uh, yeah, uh, and which and is, I didn't, which is uncalled for. It's just uncalled yeah. for. 
ridiculous. And like he was a good child tax he like he did last time with uh Steven uh young nephew a few months ago. Oh wow. So that set that up. So I'm I'm uh I am looking forward to uh Type One to None. I think it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be your biggest one of your biggest shows of this year. Yeah. Absolutely. It's uh more news gonna come up soon on uh all our social media outlets for Paradise Alley Professional Wrestling. Um, stay tuned. But we got some other news, don't we? We got some uh we do right we, down we have, of, uh, weekly. We got two weeks worth almost. Two weeks worth. I got news on uh yeah. I got some rampage, I got some oh I got the buy-in, I got Saturday night dynamite. Um why don't we start with Friday night wrestling and then um I want to talk some crown jewel before we before we end the show today because when we're uh, do our WWE segment. So at the buy-in, um <clears throat> this is quite uh interesting. Santana Garrett and Ty Conti, uh with Ty Conti taking the victory. Yep, this was pretty. That was a pretty good match. I'm glad to see Santana Garrett on my television. I'll tell you that much because uh, I thought she was wasted during her time in NXT. Uh, uh, Bobby Fish, man, anytime I get to see Bobby Fish, that dude's an amazing talent, literally. And I'm glad wow. to see. I'm glad to see AEW pick him up. He he defeated Lee Moriarty, another another young talent. That I think that's very very promising. And of course, probably my favorite match of the week, to be honest with you, Brian Danielson. The best match of the week. Oh my God, it was Brian Danielson defeating uh, Minoru Suzuki. Now, I, literally, I, I was going into this thinking that Suzuki was going to be towering over Danielson. It's not nearly as tall as I thought he was. So, right, maybe just where he is that he towers yeah. over everybody. Um, but this match uh, was a chop fest, a smash fest. It was just... It was, uh, a, it, it was a stiff, the stiffest match of the week. Yes, uh, I really enjoyed But then again, you know, anytime I get to see either Suzuki or um, uh, Danielson in the ring is always a good thing. And I'm glad to see that Suzuki's doing this uh, tour of the United States right now. He's all over the place in the U.S. So it's kind of awesome that that this legend is doing this much work uh right now and then making the aew appearances so i get to watch them right here no problem you know just, i don't have to just like, tape yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. just like you said at the age that he is he's coming in a domestic area he's tearing yeah. it down wherever he go wherever bookings that he's getting and aew is taking advantage of all the dream matches that they need to do as he's here and uh i enjoyed <laughs> It, it, listen, that match was so good. Me and my wife, my wife was sitting here. She was doing what she was doing, and she turned her head and just looked at the match. Was like, "What <laughs> the hell?" Like she was so invested. So that for that match to happen, I understand why the match happened on YouTube. I, I mm-hmm. respect it. There's a lot of critics out there saying that it shouldn't happen on YouTube. I listen. It was done on YouTube for a reason to buy mm-hmm. you in to watch Rampage. Yes. Just be glad that this match was done on YouTube where you could watch it again and again and again. All right, this match was good. It was enjoyable. And Daniel Bryan is at the top of his game right now. Hold on. At the top of his game. It's Bryan Danielson. Oh, sorry. Bryan Danielson <laughs> is the beer talking 
Brian Dane has been on top of his game right now. He gets sued every week. So <laughs> <laughs> Brian Dance is doing what he's he's been loving to do, and that's wrestling. And yes, he showed it a few weeks ago with Kenny Omega, and he continues to show it right now. We're gonna talk about it in a few minutes where we segue to Dynamite, but he did it with Bobby Fish as well. I think that with him in the AEW, we're just going to be seeing a lot of dream matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Matches that we wanted to see, or matches that are just like maybe matches we didn't even know we wanted to see. But he's going to go out there and kill it and have just fantastic matches with everybody. Absolutely. So on the Rampage live version on or on uh, TNT, excuse me. TNT. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got confused there for a second. Um, good. It started out now. CM Punk has been starting out a lot of the uh, television shows. It seems you know what I mean. His match has been starting first match, and it's to get the crowd. The crowd is absolutely in love with CM Punk. Still, it's amazing. Yes. it literally is amazing. Uh, he he seems like you know that first match that he had was really good, and did he show that, that he had a little bit of ring rust? A little bit, you know, nothing crazy, but it was still a really good match. This match here, dude, this is what his third or fourth match in uh since returning. It's gotta be his fourth, I think. His Unless third. I'm his third match? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're I thought welcome. this what's that? Oh. Welcome. <laughs> I thought this was a really I mean, Matt Seidel's a phenomenal performer as it is. But I thought that this I absolutely loved this match. I thought it was fantastic. I really did. Yeah. It it was a real good match. I enjoyed it. Two different styles. And mm-hmm. CM Punk continued to tell that story that yeah. he's seven years off and he still can do the work. You know, Absolutely. so the story's there. Sooner or later, he'd be in a title pitcher, whether it's the TNT championship or the AEW championship. But we just got to continue to enjoy this this long road of redemption of uh, him leaving the wrestling business for seven years and coming back to be the best in the world. Yeah. I think that... Um... I'm wondering how long it's going to be before he gets in the title picture. Or do you think he's that veteran that doesn't need to get into the title picture? He's just there to... Um, he has to be in the title picture soon. I mean, mm-hmm. that's him. I mean, mm-hmm. Adam, Adam Cole is one of them. So it's just going to take time. You just got... Even Daniel Bryan... I'm going to get sued every <laughs> week. Dag, yo. Get letters on top of letters, yo. Listen, the American Brian Dragon. <laughs> yeah, the American Dragon, Brian Danson, is going to continue to, uh, you know, be in that little title picture every once in a while. You see he's already in a tournament or eliminator tournament, which we're going to talk about in a few, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the future is bright for AEW. You not only got uh, CM Punk and Brian Danson, but you got uh, Darby Allen. You got all these guys that's lined up to be AEW champion and there's there's so much future in AEW it's not even funny yet they still keep getting criticisms from the internet fans that just don't buy it it's there yeah man I just think that's never happy no they're not you know they don't but the thing is like if they're sitting there judging and shitting on AEW and shitting on um what's the other one WWE sorry what the fuck do they watch that's my thing. What do they actually like? 
They watch the old shit. They watch the old stuff, which is nothing wrong uh. with that. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, I listen when the WWE Network started. When it started, I was the first member to get it, and I watched all the old nitros. Even though I watched them before, I watched all the old nitros, all the old NWA six hundred five. It's nothing wrong with that, but I keep saying it because I said it before, and I say it all the time in lockdown. Wrestling evolves, mm-hmm. so you need to understand that wrestling evolves. Trust me. The people that did stuff in the 80s, the people in the 70s didn't like. The people in the 90s that did stuff, the people in the 80s didn't like. It's a it's an evolution of the business. And right. we're different. We in a different evolution of the business. And there's there's critics every decade of decades. So to me, I really don't pay attention to them because the wrestling business is hot. Right now, it's not as high as it was back in the nineties, but it's hot. So just well, enjoy the time. It uh, see, I have a little thing with what you just said. You're saying that it's not okay. as hot. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing, but I'm going to say this: mm-hmm. it's different. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're in a period where look at um, certain wrestlers don't have to sign to the major organizations such as WWE in order to make a living. Yes. Okay? There's a lot of guys out there that, hey, I can travel to New Japan or I can... Some of these guys work their asses off, such as, I don't know, MJF was doing pretty all right before he signed with AEW, working independence, you know what I mean? With being a top guy in the independence, you know what I mean? So it's different in that aspect. It's not... I don't necessarily think it... I can't really say whether it's bigger or not. I mean, WWE's producing some of the most profitable times, really. I mean, um, the TV contracts are bigger. Yeah. The TV contracts are bigger. They, they got guaranteed contracts with these networks. You mm-hmm. know, it's, I mean, before they didn't, it was all about the ratings. And, right. You know, it's still about the ratings now, but they didn't have the deal that they did before. So basically, I mean, you got WWE's on cruise control. Then you got AEW who sat here and get a deal, you right. know, and, and before the pandemic, they had a deal that was extra for extra five years for more money. Right. But it's just like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a different, it's, you're right. It's a different yeah. time. It's a different time. I'm not saying whether, I'm not saying I disagree or agree. It's just wrestling is humongous right now, but the focus is on different companies. It's like independent wrestling. I mean, God, did you ever think that New Japan was ever going to be as big as it is in the United States? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they got TV over... Well, they had TV over here for quite some time. Uh, They're on the Roku channel now, on the Roku box thing. Uh, So, I mean, it's just an amazing time to be a wrestling. It really is an amazing time. And then there's all these companies working together, with the exception of WWE. All these different companies. There's Impact, there's AEW, there's the NWA, there's uh, AAA out of Mexico. There's, uh, come on, I know I'm forgetting one. I mean, besides ROH, a lot of these companies, they're just working together. United Network. Yeah, United Wrestling Network. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot lot of promotions going on right now. You got Game Changer Wrestling making little cameos here and there. That's right. And then, uh, not to mention, isn't. isn't it supposed to be Nick Gage and Suzuki wrestling there at some point soon? Yes. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that as well. 
Uh, all right, so back to some AEW. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I always get off track talking about professional wrestling. We both you know? do, and it's <laughs> not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, you know. <clears throat> it's uh, Ruby Soho defeated the Bonnie. This was just kind of like a whatever. It was nothing really. Hey, before you of. talk about that, hey, that yeah. that tied up with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns segment, so you can't talk junk about it. <laughs> so they put that on in front of Brock and. Do you think tied that made up, sense? It's tied up with the segment. As far as what, like the ratings went? Yes. For that match. Yeah, That's, dude. The numbers are there. I don't look at the numbers. That segment tied up with yeah. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That's amazing and, to and, think and, about, really. Hey, man. I mean, they listen, and you know, uh, CM Punk and Matt Sedell. 18 to 49 demographic went over SmackDown as well. That's pretty incredible. Think about it. SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown did beat them overall in numbers, but 1849 yes. AW dominated them. Yeah. And SmackDown added an extra half an hour for yes. uh, this episode, which honestly I didn't really see much of a point to because they didn't add anything extra I mean the matches yeah, still the same amount of matches still the same amount of still, bullshit yes and they got smoked by AEW I hate to say it yes yes we'll get Sorry. into the Smackdown <laughs> yeah, right we'll get into Smackdown in a second um let me ask you I think this is hilarious I think Dan Lambert might be one of the greatest managers or Characters in professional wrestling today A lot of people think he's just ridiculous I think he could use some managerial Style clothing outside of just a Button up in jeans You know, it looks like a retail dad or something You know, but (laughs) (laughs) He just But his character And the fact that he calls the inner circle The inner circle jerks, that's like the best thing ever I died laughing when I heard it So, um I think he's just, he cuts some of the greatest promos. I thought, literally thought Don Callis was like my favorite manager at this time period. But I think Dan Lambert's like close second. He's like real close. So Yeah, they're going head to head right now. I really yeah. enjoy both of them. Yeah. And they I think got Paul like, Heyman on the other channel. Paul Heyman's, I mean, that guy's just legendary since the time he yeah. became <laughs> a manager. He's been doing it. It's got to be 35 years as a manager, right? Or 30 uh-huh. something. Probably since like 87, 88, he started as a manager. So the yeah. guy's been, yeah. All right, so Chris Jericho, Sam McGuire, and Jake Hager. Let me make sure I got this right. Went against uh, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Junior Dos Santos. Supposed to be Dos Santos' uh, pro wrestling debut. First ever debut. And, and then I heard that he only like did it for like an hour and he got it. Really? That's crazy. That is crazy. You've been a wrestler for a number of years. It's not that easy. <laughs> it's not that easy, but if you got, if you, yeah, I understand too. Like you're in the UFC, obviously, but yeah, you will get it if you get it. If you like, like if you like have that mentality to get it. You can get it, but for mm-hmm. him to get it for that amount of time for a six man tag. I mean, it's fairly, it it could be hard, but it could be easy as well, because all you got to do is follow a certain direction. So, basically... Run, uh, run the ropes and learn how to slam and, and do certain yeah. things. You know? yeah. yeah, so, I mean, well, you know, six-man tags are limited. So, I mean, 
if you had a singles match, then that would have been different. That would have been way hella different. Right. But he had, uh, you know, five other good workers in there, and he looked great in there. I, I enjoyed it. And on top of that, Sky, Page, and Dos Santos were the victors. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Saturday Night Dynamite. Let's skip into that because then we'll just do all the yes. WWE t- together. Um, of course, uh, last week Malachi Black was, I guess, taunting Dante uh, Dante Martin. Excuse me, I almost forgot his name for a second. Jesus, um, <laughs> and he sprayed the green mitt or the black mist. Excuse me, in his face last week, and so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. This week he came out. They did a pretty decent match that went about nine minutes, um, which. I don't want to say that he dominated, but he mostly dominated. But uh, Dante did get some stuff in there, and before he fell victim to Malachi Black, I enjoyed his match. Yeah, I don't I know it. where they're going with Dante Martin uh, and Leo Rush uh, as his side. Well, I guess manager style person. Well, now, now uh, later on, though, he did announce that he could be his tag team partner. So right. I was wondering what they're gonna do with his other partner, which was in type. Top light. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens in the probably soon. Something will happen. Uh, I'm gonna read this properly. So hang on one second. Let me get to my notes. No Super Ranas defeated the Lucha Brothers. Super Ranas were actually revealed to be FDR in yes. uh, um, Luchador outfits and masks and stuff. Why don't they just come out just like the Conquistadors? I would have freaking popped for that. Just I would have popped for that too, yeah. <laughs> I would have popped but, for that too. Uh, FTR are the new um, AAA tag team champions. So apparently they are signed to AAA. I heard uh, Dave Meltzer say on radio today that um, they have signed on to work a certain number of dates in AAA as the champions. So And it was a triple a tag team titles under aew rules so uh yes yeah this was another that you know they made history though so now they don't they don't want to smack down the raw tag team titles nxt tag team titles yeah. AEW tag team titles and the triple a tag team titles but all they need is new japan they be all set well, I'm going to tell you that this is why that this is the greatest tag team of the modern era. And yes. that throw, throwback to the old days where guys like you and I grew up in the 80s and 90s that uh, just a phenomenal old school style tag team. Yeah, added credentials up to Legion of Doom, Bro Warriors, uh, yeah. Steiner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and let's see here. John Moxley crushed Wheeler Yuta. I kind of felt bad for Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> you know, somebody had to do your job. I'm just gonna yeah, say that. Well, I have it in here at 47 seconds. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, the super click defeated the dork. Uh, I almost called him. All right, I'll just say that's the dork, funny. The, the dark, dark order, the dork order. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying that for a long time, so I'm kind of. Used to it. Um, There's another podcaster that says that too, but it's funny. The Dorkboard. <laughs> <laughs> Penelope Ford defeated Kira Hogan. Uh, this was a pretty good match. I love Kira Hogan. I think she's great. I liked her a lot in Impact. Yeah, it's completely. I'm glad to see her in, um, you know, move from Impact to AEW. Um, 
You know, because then there's and just, she just more opportunity. She made a cameo at too. She made a cameo at NWA. Did. Um, she was on Empower. Actually, I think I didn't watch today's NWA. I'll probably get to it after this, maybe, or tomorrow morning. But um, she did make uh, in recent television episode. I think maybe last week's episode. I think. I can't remember fully. Um, and, of course, someone we were just talking about, not Daniel Bryan, but defeated Bobby Fish. So... <laughs> That was another really good match. Yeah, Brian Danielson continuing to put in the work in AEW and Bobby Fish continuing to find that fountain of youth. And, you know, and just uh, it was good. It was, it was a great match. Was this his first, or Danielson's first match under a half hour since being in uh, AEW? Yeah. <laughs> Clocked in at 12 minutes every other match. I think he's done about yeah. roughly a half an hour. Not to mention, a, uh, excuse me, AEW, uh, MJF cut a hell of a promo on uh, um, Darby Allen. Allen. Thank you very much. I'm drawing a blank here. Sting eventually <laughs> came out, and then... Um, Silencio, por favor, silencio! It's bad enough that I am currently inside of a place that reeks of hookers and gasoline known as Mid-Miami. But now, Justin Roberts, you can dress up like Miami Vice, but you can't do your job. You can't announce me as I come out to the ring for my match against Darby. Are you kidding me? You know what, Miami? I'll do it for them. Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you are deaf, Dumb, blind, stupid, or by the looks of it, very poor. Hailing from the most magical place in the world, Plainview, Long Island, New York, weighing at a schmelt 226 pounds, he's better than you, and you know it, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF! There is no match here. I don't care how he's dressed. There's no match. All right, Darby, let's, let's get this over with. Let's get WWE, to the match. Friday Night SmackDown. I'm going to go for uh, this. The SmackDown wasn't terrible. It was not terrible. No, um, no, no. It I think SmackDown's been the better show for the better part of a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. Uh, two years. Two years. All right, we'll, we'll say two years. That's a good. That's a good thought. <laughs> we'll just say the that. best one ever that ever. There have been a few good ones, but the really good one that we all remember was the NXT one when everybody was stuck in Saudi Arabia, which was like two years ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You know, that's funny that you said that because I believe I was listening to uh, uh, Alvarez and. Um, uh, what the fuck's his name again? Melter today, and they said something very similar about the uh, when they were being held hostage. Uh, they called yes. it, <laughs> and uh, and that they just brought up a bunch of NXT guys suddenly. It is what it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was a really good one, you know. Before we actually break down SmackDown, they did a really good job with the NXT invasion a couple years ago. Into WWE or into the main roster, I should say, and then it was just all over, and they didn't give two shits. And I thought that was an amazing door. That's why. Well, it's because it's it's messed up, but that's why that's what happened. 
Yeah, because I mean that was the actual wrestling show. Uh, you know, out of the the, uh, the 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 brand, the company, whatever you want to call it. Um, so not to mention, it was one of those things where it's like that was probably the greatest Survivor Series they had in a long time. I mean, I always like, enjoy the Survivor Series, but it was a lot of fun because it was just something about it and then that raw and smackdown for those few weeks which is great when all the nxt guys would just show up it was awesome yeah so that's pretty much that story I enjoyed uh, that time. Was yeah it was a great time and then all of a sudden it just now went okay. down yeah uh i can't it's hard so hey nxt hey at least they keep up with the tradition they're doing halloween habit Oh, all right. Well, you know what? I'm actually surprised because I saw that <laughs> announced. Uh, I saw it mentioned online today. And once they said, like, Halloween Havoc, I was like, huh, maybe they're not getting rid of everything. Or maybe there's just something in the works. Maybe they're just like, shit, yeah. this shit is not working for us. You know what I mean? Because it looks like a B-rated. It looks like watching, um, I don't know, AWA in 1991. It was just garbage. You know what I mean? It was just pure shit before they went out of business. Back to SmackDown. Um, King of the Rings semifinal. Oh, Finn Balor uh, defeated Sami Zayn. Yes. I'm not entirely surprised about this. Not at all. I'm telling you. <laughs> but for some reason, it was like a little glimmer of hope that Sami Zayn might go a little bit further. A little bit. Uh, you know, I thought it would be. I thought it would have been good because I think he's just a really good hand and. He, He's a good talent. Uh, I think he's hilarious. Um, I just think he deserves a spot. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, he deserves this too. He's real good. I enjoyed all his time in NXT, and plus when he, ret- uh, you know, he went to the main roster to yeah. make his against John Cena, but uh, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> he has continued to show that he's a really underrated worker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought he was going to go to finals too, but he cannot go to the finals. He cannot. Oh, he that's right. For religious purposes, they yes. don't agree with his. That's you know what? That's a good point. Man. I almost forgot about that. And he was not allowed to go over there because of his religion. And uh, yes, this time. So poor so guy. Bound to lose in the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler uh, defeated. Hang on. Naomi? It wasn't. Yeah, Naomi. It was Naomi. It was Naomi. Yeah. Was it a triple threat? It was supposed to have been. Oh, it was a a singles match between Naomi and DeVille, but then she ended up intervening Shannon Basel. All right. Got you. That story is being told. That story is being told that Naomi keep on getting treated unfairly by DeVille. Gotcha. That story's been going on for a little while. I have a feeling that's going to end pretty soon. I mean, the whole, what's your call? Shayna Baszler's going to Raw, right? Is she going to Raw? No. Oh, she's coming to SmackDown. Coming to SmackDown. With Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. Charlotte's coming, and we're going to talk about that when we talk about Raw. Man, <laughs> I keep messing everything up tonight. Jeez. It's okay. Um, okay. This is yeah. our first podcast on, like, a, a Wednesday. The, the, I, well, you know, we're doing it yes. on Tuesday night. Going into Wednesday, so yeah, yeah, we it's, normally it's record kind of, these. Yeah, we usually be prepared on Sunday. Yeah, we normally record <laughs> these on Sunday, so everything's still fresh, even though we're reading at the notes. And then I'm like, sometimes I go back and I'm like, wait, that really happened? Like, so <laughs> you know, 
it's kind of confusing, especially WWE is not very memorable right now. So, uh, uh, yeah. with the exception of certain moments, uh, the Queen Crown Tournament semifinals, Selena Vega uh, defeated Carmella, which means Selena Can Vega. Can we say is that the Queen's Crown Tournament is ass? I'm sorry. It's pure shit. It's pure shit. Yeah. This is drizzling shits. It is. It's it's just ridiculous because it's. uh, I mean, I was you know when they first announced it earlier in the year, I was a little bit excited. I was like, all right, that's cool because like you know they're doing something different for the women. It's gonna you know the 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 King of the Ring was always like one of the best parts of the year. You know what I mean? That when growing up, and then they just kind of did away with it, but then. All they did was put it on a Raw or SmackDown or whatever, and then they just kind of made it irrelevant that way, I thought. So, yeah. them doing the Queen's Crown, I was like, alright, that's cool. But, they just use like, all the, for lack of a better term, 90% of the women that they use, I'm going to say this about the men, too, it's all, like, the mid-card to jobber guys. If you catch my drift. You know what I mean? It's guys that, like, you know drift, they're not... But, uh... Uh, all the past King of Rings has been like that. It just now, yes, they are. It's now the roster is just so watered down. down. Now you can't take them seriously. Well, half the guys have either been released or left the company. The guys that had potential. I mean, Bobby Fish for one. This is only what earlier in the year. This guy could have been brought up to the main roster. The guy's an amazing talent. Rusev. Rusev. Now Merrill. Miro, yeah, who um, is killing it in AEW. I think he's doing a really good yes. job. He didn't start off great there, but, you know, that whole best man thing wasn't it, phenomenal. But he's paying his dues. I guess. He's, he's got to start yeah. over, right? Yeah. So the Usos defeated the Street Profit, Profits, excuse me, tongue-tied there, uh, to retain the tag titles. I didn't really care about this. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's actually a good match. I give it to him. Yeah, I'm just... Even though it was like the 30th rematch. Yeah, so I mean, once you see the same match over and over and over, it's, you know. And uh, Sasha Banks uh, defeated Becky Lynch in a non-title match. Yes, first pin in over two years. Well, now, that's incredible. So, which means I'm guessing that Becky Lynch is going to walk out with the belt and uh, crown jewel. That sounds like that's a setup because she just. I left. don't even know because after what happened last uh, last night, mm-hmm. I don't even know. We're going to get into the lineup for crown jewel. Maybe we can talk about our uh, predictions as well. Talk yeah, I don't really think it was like phenomenal. Um, of course, they had the. Um, the meeting with Brock and Roman, the contract signing thing, right? Um, That's the only best story on SmackDown I've enjoyed. Jerome Reigns, Brock Lesnar, now it's switched sides now. Yeah. But I like that how Heyman's stuck in the middle. I think it's beautiful. Yes. Because he's like, yes. either way, I'm walking out with the champion, you know? So I think he put out a tweet, spoiler. I'm walking in with the champion, and I'm walking out with the champion. Basically, no matter who's the who's the so champion, he's walking out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you and I have discussed this a couple weeks back. I don't think Roman's getting defeated at Crown Jewel. Oh. So, Not for a while. 
No, not for a while. And I, we both agreed we don't know who the hell is going to beat him. If anybody's really going to beat him, wouldn't it be Brock? But right now, I don't be, think. But it wouldn't make no sense, though. It wouldn't make Roman, no sense. You, at this time, Roman is like the hottest heel in SmackDown, in WWE. Excuse me. Yes. So there's no reason to defeat him. Let me just get a look on it. So right now, it's not going to happen. And if it happened, I will freaking be completely surprised. I honestly will be very surprised if it did, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's just a good chance. But I'm like, how is Roman going to beat Brock? That's the other thing. What's going to happen? Is Heyman going to turn on Brock? Or are we going to have another non-finish? Oh, God. <laughs> is going to make it into the quadruple uh, digits? So I think we spoke last week about how it's been in the triple digits all year. So it keeps adding yes, up. Yes. We're going to get into that because we got one on uh, Monday Night Raw as well. Yeah, we got one on tap. That's a shame. <laughs> all right. So uh, the the, yeah, the king of the the king of the ring tournament continued on Monday Night Raw. Is there anything else between SmackDown and Raw that you wanted to discuss? We discussed this weekend's AEW, which was in between that. I don't think there was any other exciting news. Nah, it's not we missed. It's just uh, we are yeah. talking about the king of the ring tournament, which was real good. I enjoyed it. Xavier Woods versus uh. Versus uh, guy's name just that quick. Jinder Mahal. Jinder. Jinder Mahal. Damn. Yeah. This beer is talking to me. Okay. <laughs> Jinder Mahal. <laughs> well, I, I gotta do it. Cheers. <laughs> I like Jinder Mahal. I think he's terribly underrated. Yes. Um, because he was basically a goof in his earlier years in the company, but. You know, I think the guy, the guy's a former. Do you think, honestly, a lot of people shit on him for ever holding the title? He's a former WWE champion. Right. That's not to say the guy didn't pay his dues. Can't take that away from him. You know, he's also, I'm tell you, two members of three man band held that world title, the WWE title. There's only one that didn't. And so that's a shame. And that the one that didn't is a pretty talented wrestler as well. Mm hmm. Hopefully you get the Impact Championship soon. Over. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch last week's Impact. I probably will. They got a pay-per-view coming up this Saturday, which I will be watching. And uh Glory. I used to watch every one every year. I used to watch every yeah. year. I will be boring everybody but with this uh talking about that this week coming up because uh I know I you know, Impact is a hard show for me to watch sometimes. Sometimes it's really good. Other times it's just like, what the fuck are they doing? You know. People say it's good, but I've been watching. I don't know. I haven't been lucky. I watch it. I'm like, what is this? Okay, so it's not just me then, because people okay. are like, oh, this is such a great roster. Oh, and it's like, all right, man, let me give this a try. And I'm like, outside of watching somebody like going in there watching people like Mercedes Martinez and there's like who I'm a huge fan of, you know, uh -huh. like, and and I'm sitting here like, um. You know, I love Eric Young. I think he's a great talent, and I kind of dig what he's doing over there now. Uh, I can't. There's something about it that's not grasping me. I don't know if uh, I'm confused. Uh, they also Impact is one of those companies that has their diehard fans that absolutely love what mm -hmm. they're doing as well. Similar to WWE fans and AEW fans. It's just I don't know, but you know, I I like. Um, you know, Chris Bay, you guys had Chris Bay quite a few times, uh, a couple times, yes, I think, yeah. right? 
Uh, he's a great talent over there who I really enjoy watching. Uh, somebody Got else. Bullet Club there. Some of the Bullet Club fin juices over there. Uh, for some reason, I'm just not, you know, it seems like the pay-per-views are probably the the best part of their show, the best events that they hold. Uh, yeah. The regular the regular TV, for me, and people are saying they love it, but I'm just having a hard time sitting through it. I can't really, and I try for the sake of this podcast to sit through it, but it's very difficult. <laughs> I feel you. I understand. <laughs> just, like, just like Raw, which we're about to talk about in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I actually quite enjoy. I mean, not to okay. Let's do a little comparison. I thought this raw was better than anything I've watched from Impact in the last couple of weeks. Oh, so, geez. yeah, I mean, listen, I'm crazy, everybody. <laughs> I'm just gonna be real right here because recently I switched shifts on my job, and mm-hmm. I literally took this time out to watch Raw. I literally got pissed off the first 15 minutes because you announced to me that we're going to have the main event between Bianca and Charlotte. Yep. You already advertised it. Why mm-hmm. are we even having a 20 minute segment? Why are you having this? Yeah, they, they do. Remember, why, we discussed it. Yeah. They do the thing where they are, the two wrestlers will sit there and argue, and then a match will be set up. But it was already, I get the shit in my email every week because I subscribe to Peacock, you know? So yeah, uh, nobody cares. Let's just be honest with you. Um, I just hate, <laughs> I hate those opening twenty minute promos, and it's not like Vince doesn't know that the product is stale. You know, he knows that they've they're just on what do you say call it a cruise control, but they need somebody to say, "Hey Vince, this shit's just not working." You know. They need to say that. It's it's crazy. It's every week you got to have that segment. It's been going on for years. I don't think nobody ever sit here and say, listen. And I get what's going on. I get what's going on. And I get what what he's doing. He's trying to set up an episodic television show where he's trying to set up a story between the top of the show to the end. And I get it. Holy Mm -hmm. But, dude, if you're advertising the match already, the story is there. You got Bianca's challenging for the SmackDown Championship this Thursday for Crown Jewel. But then you got Charlotte last uh, appearance on Raw. So the story is already there. You got Bianca trying to win the title for Raw, which she's about to go to next week. And then Charlotte either going to take the title to SmackDown or she's going to lose to Bianca, and then Bianca could make history of winning both titles mm-hmm. within the year. The story is there already. What are you doing? I don't need 20 minutes of them talking trash. No. It's just... And I said all that within two minutes. Dude, yeah. I just explained you all should write for, the You two. should write for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's just that they need somebody to say, "Hey, Vince, this is not, this is not what the people want to see." Okay, Vince, yeah. you get it's, but you know, but he's just—I don't know if he just thinks he knows what the people want to see. He's on cruise control. It's the same format, and it's just like people are like, "Oh, man, they need to bring it back to the attitude era." You don't want to go backwards. You need to go no, forward. No, no, no. No, no, the no. Attitude Era was successful for its time, but there is no way in hell they would 
uh, be able to get away with half the shit that they did back then. It was a lot freer back then. Now you got the cancel culture and all that other shit that yes. would break that down. So, anyways, after that, we went to the uh, semifinals. The Xavier Woods defeated Junior Mahal. We already went into that. It's a pretty good match. Um, so, and then backstage, we had a little thing with uh, Austin Theory and. Our truth said that he was going to challenge our uh, Austin Theory, which I was just like, all right, I love me some R-Truth. I, I do love Ron Killings. I think he's great. Uh, he's, he's just been around forever, you know. Um, he's evolved. That's another wrestler that's evolved with each time. You know what I mean? He, yes. With his time. He was in the, in the TNA. He went, did his WWF stints. He was a serious wrestler, then he did his comedy stuff, and right now he he found his place, you know what I mean? No matter in the evolution of the company. So he wanted to challenge uh, Austin Theory, and obviously said, oh, I didn't accept your challenge for me, I accepted it for my friend, so it was, uh, there was another rematch with uh, Austin Theory and Jeff Hardy, and Austin Theory defeated Jeff again, and uh, after the match, I believe it was Jeff Hardy. Did Jeff Hardy attack him and take his phone and uh, take pictures? So, what'd you think? Alright, listen. <laughs> Rematch again. I, you know I was bad. I got pissed off. Because I was actually looking forward to R-Truth versus Austin because it's something Could different. Yeah. But then when he comes out, he says, it's for my friend, and Jeff Hardy music come out. Yep. If you could see my face, it would be priceless. I'm glad you said that. Because I was okay. just like, I'm tired of seeing Jeff Hardy. <laughs> That's one thing. It's like, I don't need yes. to see this. They wrestled last week. It's just, and we've discussed this. We've heard everybody says it, that WWE just does too many rematches. It's like the same people wrestling each other over and over. Every week on TV, it's not like it's a house show going to different towns. Right. We are watching this on TV every week. You cannot mm -hmm. tell me why am I watching another rematch again? And you cannot yeah. sit here and make a difference. And say, oh well, what's wrong with the rematches that they have when a champion, when challenger be a champion, then the former champion do a rematch later on? That's different. That's way yeah. different. This yeah. right here. This dude beat Jeff Hardy last week. He should be done. Yeah. Should be done. 50-50 booking. So on top of it, uh, I believe we had a segment with Big E and uh, Drew. Basically, yes. Drew apologizing to Big E. Or apologizing to each other and decided to work together. So we saw Big E and Drew taking on the Dirty Dogs. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And... Uh, now these two are going to wrestle each other Thursday. Yes. I have no idea. I'm guessing that uh, Drew's going to take the pinfall. I don't think. I think a lot of people predicted that Big E was just going to be a tr transitional champion and lose it when they went to Saudi Arabia. I don't see Drew winning the title in Saudi Arabia. Uh, this is ah. Especially considering he's going to SmackDown. Absolutely. It's going to be his swan song for Raw. He had a good yep. run of Raw during the pandemic, so now he's going to go to SmackDown and hopefully dance with Roman Reigns one more time. Yeah, but I think that Big E and Drew is going to be a very good match, but we'll get into yes, that. Yes, absolutely. 
I think so. And I really think that Biggie's killing it. I mean, I've always been a fan of his, but I think right now. Um, Mansoor defeated Cedric Alexander. I thought this was a little bit short. Did really nothing. It wasn't, you know, it was a short match. Did absolutely nothing. But it had all the potential to go good 15 minutes and be possibly the highlight match of the episode as well. But that's WWE for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's WWE for you. Yeah. Then there was the interview with Lashley and uh, Goldberg. This is like a jerk-off fest for both of them, basically saying each other is going to kill each other. Uh, it was just so ridiculous. And uh, There's so much killing, it's not even funny. Yeah, and I was just like, doesn't WWE, didn't WWE ban the word kill? But they're sitting yeah. there using it, so, yeah. They just don't care. Um, Saudi Arabia is no. be a whole lot of killing. Oh, yeah, well, you know, Saudi Arabia. But anyways, um... <laughs> RK Bro defeated the Street Profits uh, yeah, in a tag team match via disqualification. This was an okay match. I know. I don't know. I, I, I said that I despised RK Bro, but kind of growing on me a little bit. It come together. I told you. It yeah. come together. And I think Randy Orton, finally, after what a good. God, got to be 18 years to starting to grow on me as well because I've never really That's been a huge funny. fan of his. That's funny. There's times where he bored the shit out of me, but now I think honestly, like he's starting to get my respect a little bit because I think that he's uh he's just a good talent there. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. he's doing some good there. And him being peered with uh, uh Riddle, I think is good for Riddle, really, because he's trying to help get Riddle over a little bit in uh in that crowd, but but the stupid comedy stuff is just oh my god. Riddle acting like a stoner all the time. So you want to talk about the most ridiculous you. match? You want to talk about the most ridiculous match of the night? Which one was that? Dewdrop defeating Shayna Baszler. My God. Well, you, now, knew, Dewdrop, well, you knew that was going to happen. I'm just going to let you know that. I hope you knew that was going to happen. Because uh, Shayna Baszler versus Zelina was not going to work. No, but I mean, now Dewdrop's going to the going to be the finalist in the King, Queen's Crown, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, she got she got make up for the bad angle she did with Eva Marie. This is going to be terrible. This is <laughs> I just don't I you have like no faith. you have no faith. What's up? I have no faith. If she wins the Queen's Crown, I'm just going to be like, what the hell just happened? Literally, it's Dang. one of those things. Of course, Finn Balor defeated Mace to make it to the finals of the tournament. This one was over in like a flash, just as probably just as short as the Monsoor Cedric Alexander, if not shorter. Uh, what was Mace's name? His real name? I can't remember. Uh, I was I was trying to look at her earlier. He was on there last week and he got it, or not last week, last year during the pandemic era and got the shit kicked out of him uh, uh, through yeah, a table. Mark F5'd him to a table. You never seen again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he came as part of the yeah. uh, what the hell is that team? Yeah. Retribution. Retribution. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure I could look it up if I uh, really wanted to. Yeah, let's see if we can find it. But I'm I'm surprised to see him back. To be honest with you, so. Well, you know, he he had no he, well. Is it him and uh, Dominic? Uh, was it uh? Dominic, no, I'm Dominic De Niro. Are you about to say Dominic Danucci? Dio Madden, Dio Madden, there we go. 
deal, man. I got my days all fucked up now. There's no more drinking during these podcasts. No more. This is all you need. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that to me. (laughs) I've been off worse. I'll tell you off air one of the the, uh, worst nights that we've had doing this podcast. (laughs) Of course, Bianca Belair and Charlotte went to a disqualification uh, for the Royal Women's Championship. This, another non-finish in a main event uh, for title on WWE TV. good match, too. This was a phenomenal match. I thought that this match was just amazing. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, um, I wasn't exactly sure how. I mean, I didn't really expect Charlotte to lose on Raw, but seeing that she's leaving, I wouldn't really, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I'm saying? But you never know. Sometimes they like to surprise you on uh, Monday Night Raw where you actually do think it's going to go a different direction. I thought it was, I, you know, I think that Bianca Belair is going to be like a has like a huge future in WWE as in in the women's division. I think she's awesome. She's really good. Uh, I've said that from her time in NXT. I thought she was great. Charlotte obviously is um, she's a living legend, really. You know, fourteen time champion. She's gonna she's she's still got a plenty of really great years ahead of her. When's she gonna yes. beat the father's record? You know, so. I don't know. I thought this was a really good match, but just I hated the ending. Hated, hated the ending. And you see, I think she got a split lip or something. There was a little blood on her chin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no blood on WWE TV. There's two weeks in a row there was blood on WWE TV. Did you see? I was like, what the hell are they doing? They're making so, noise. Yeah. <laughs> it's them being rebellious. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that pretty much wrapped up Raw. I cannot believe that you made me sit through it. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I did too. So I feel your pain. No, it it wasn't terrible because I got to be honest though. That's probably the first episode in a couple years I've actually sat through in its entirety. I will say that. So I was on vacation, but this one right here, I was like, yeah. I was like, what did I talk us into? That's all right. You know, we got a podcast. We got to talk about uh, what's. I guess I was about to say what's hot, and I'm not going to say that that was really hot, but, you know, <laughs> to set up before the big Saudi Arabia show, which we're going to talk about in a second. So, overall, I th- I'd give, probably rate that show probably a C at the highest. And, uh, yeah, let's fuck it. Give it a D. Give it so, minus. Yeah, probably close to closer to a D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say that because it's just it was just a weird, 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 weird show. Very weird. Yeah. I thought SmackDown was way better. I don't know. We're not. I'm not watching NXT tonight, so I'll I'll probably try to watch that tomorrow and then give you hell about that later. Uh, as long as Braun, they're setting up Braun Breaker. Hey, shout out to uh, speaking of NXT. Shout out to Camelo Hayes for winning in North America. Too. Yeah, Christian Christian Casanova, New England guy. Yes, uh, another guy from our area now on WWE TV with a title. That was uh, phenomenal. That's awesome. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, if there's anybody still listening, we have buttons. <laughs> buttons. <laughs> Email pwzpodcast at gmail.com if you want a free button, we'll mail it out to you. I got a stack of envelopes, by the way, upstairs that I got to send out that are filled with buttons. So, Or you, if you see me at a show, ask. Just give you a few. Get those buttons. Yeah. Promote. 
trying to promote. Anyways, we got Crown Jewel coming up Thursday. It's a day away, uh, which I don't know, man. This doesn't seem like it's going to be a terrible show. The, those shows are not necessarily the greatest of shows, but they're all right. You know, this show uh, is yeah. stacks. It is for them, for for them running over there. Uh, the Universal Championship, obviously, Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman will walk out the manager of champions, no matter who is the champion. No matter uh, who. WWE champion Big E takes on Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go with Big E on that one. Absolutely. Uh, SmackDown Women's champion Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. I would not be surprised. If a title did change hands here, Becky's I would say Sasha. To, I was okay. I was about to say that. I was going to say Becky's going to Raw, correct? So I would not be surprised if Sasha would walk away with the title. I don't think they're going to put it on Bianca right now. So mm. I think they're definitely going to put it back on her. It's just a matter of like when, and it's got to be like a, a strong, strong storyline. I think this there's a very good chance Sasha will walk away with the title. Absolutely. And, of course, there's Bill Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Cause we already know Goldberg, I think. It. I was going to say, but but he did, you know, there's, there was a couple times he did take the fall recently. Uh, well, at least one that I could think of. No, maybe two. He did take the fall I to... Took uh, he took one to Undertaker and then one to uh, Drew McIntyre, right? So... I mean, it is. He's been jobbing uh, a lot lately. Braun yeah, Strowman beat him. Drew McIntyre. You're right. Bobby Braun. Lashley beat him. That's correct. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just based on the storyline, I would not be surprised if Goldberg went over, but you never know, really. Uh, it's just, I mean, Bill Goldberg loves to come around for those Saudi shows. He gets a hefty, hefty paycheck for those, huh? Yeah, hefty pay, yeah. I mean, he probably doesn't have to. Dollars. He probably doesn't have to work the rest of the year if he just works those Saudi Arabia shows. That's <laughs> so, it. so him and uh, well, it used to be Taker. Yeah, well, we're not seeing him anytime soon or again, probably, unless it's his uh, Hall of Fame induction. That's probably the next time we'll see yes. him. Of course, the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, taking on AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, I think RK Bro are walking away with the titles here. I don't think AJ and Omos are going to take the belts. Me neither. Of course, we've got the King of the Ring uh, uh, finals, Finn versus Xavier Woods. This may be a show stealer. I think it's absolutely going to be a show stealer. This is probably going to be the best match of the night. Because uh, yes. just based on the two the talent that these two gentlemen have, <sighs> I would not be surprised if Xavier does win it. I think it seems like they really want to build him up now. He's the only day in person in the new day that did not get up here as of yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Finn Balor walked away. The guy's kind of you know. I don't know what they're doing with him right now. They're just building and building him again. So it depends. I don't know. What's your th- yeah. thoughts? I think uh, Xavier was, uh, may take it. He's been advertising for it. He's been fighting for it. So he grew up yeah. loving. So hopefully he takes it. Of It'll be a good launching pad for him. 
Yeah, I think it definitely would be. It's usually a really good launching pad for a lot of superstars. Of course, like you said when we were talking about earlier, the King of the Ring basically became like a mid-card to jobber like tournament in uh, recent years, especially because it's been on just plain television, not exclusive television show. So it really became pointless in a way. Unless, you know. Absolutely. So the Queen's Crown Tournament Finals, which was uh, Dewdrop and Zelina Vega. I don't know, man. I, I have no clue. Like, Who's I taking really... that? Who do you think will take that? I, I really don't know. <laughs> if they put it on Dewdrop, I'm going to be pissed if they put it on like a comedy wrestler. I really am. Like She's just corny and ridiculous. So, you... <sighs> She's a good talent, though. You can't sleep on her. You th- okay. I mean, she skips to the ring. So, so. That's what she's doing, what she's told. Hey, I'm sorry. All right, all right. No, you're right. You're right. I just don't, I don't really predict. I don't know. I, really I don't can't like s- it either. I fully yeah. agree with you. I don't like it either. But. I mean, you know, WWE, I guess, has done worse. So there wouldn't be a surprise if they put her on there. And uh, this match, I think, is going to be phenomenal because one of these gentlemen. Always put on a phenomenal match. Uh, and uh, Mansoor and uh, Mustafa Ali. I think this is going to be a great match. Uh, and must, no, it's uh, going to be a real good match. If, if they give him enough time, yeah. Yep. Give him a good 10 to 15. You know, uh, Mustafa, when he used to do those pre-shows all the time for WWE when he was Cruiserweight Champion, man, that dude, it's a shame that they were all on pre-shows and they were like half-empty arenas because those, those mm-hmm. matches were hot. Uh, Mansoor is going to take this absolutely 100%. I don't have any other doubt that he is not going to walk away this match. Absolutely. That's his, that's his uh, home country. So yeah. He always goes over. Is there. Yeah. He always yeah. goes over, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the week in professional wrestling so far. Uh, Anything else you'd like to add or talk about before we get out of here? Nah, we talked, we covered all AEW, WWE. We even segue in some impact wrestling. Um, we are good. We talked about ratings, but uh, we just got uh, updates. Just, you know, PAPW, November 13th. And we got Taco Fest this Saturday in Maine and uh, One Orchard Beach. And uh, also Harford, Bushwick Park. On I got all my months mixed up. I think it's next month. It's the following October. Week. Yeah, yeah, it's next October thirtieth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will be at Shut need- Wrestle on October thirtieth, so I will not be there. I'll be at Shut Up Wrestle wrestling for the Shut Up and Wrestle Championship against Markles. And right. uh, I'll see you. We got Type One to None around three, November thirteenth. And we got a few alley fights updates popping up soon. Stay tuned. I hear that. Uh, also, don't forget this weekend, this Sunday, is the Wrestling Classic uh, convention. There's uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Jacques Rougeau is going to be there. Uh, the House of Pain, our friends will be there as well. Uh, nice. Uh, a lot of uh, legends in the professional wrestling industry over there. Of course, I can't. Uh, think of all the names, so go to thewrestlingclassic.com or on Facebook, The Wrestling Classic. Check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, There's going to be a lot of wrestlers. Uh, I think um, Sheik Adnan LKC is going to be there. So, you know, 
A lot of really good wrestlers, legends are going to be there for that convention. It should be fun. Absolutely. And thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Don't forget, check out at Showtime Marcel. Don't check out at PWZ Podcast on all social media formats. Like, share, subscribe. Help us hit that thousand. Hit that bell. You'll get a notification every time we want to put out some sort of content for you. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us.